My guest today is Arthur Gies here to talk about his review of Deus Ex Mankind Divided. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Justin, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm doing well. Um, Deus Ex kind of caught me by surprise. Uh, the, 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 this it was time for this game to come out. I think it's because the first game I was sort of um, uh, a little bit wish washy on, and I feel like uh, I was a little bit left alone by that. Uh, I didn't I didn't feel like a lot of people shared that, and this one so this one kind of came out of nowhere for me. So um, talking about the first one, you mean Human Revolution, correct? I do. Not okay. like the very first. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Um, it's a winding a, road of days. Yeah, that was a fine game. Um, but here we are with Mankind Divided. It's been, what, probably two and a half, three years um, since five. the last one? Five. five that long, years. really? Almost literally exactly five years. Wow, that's wild. That um, was the last game I reviewed before I went to work with you at Joystick. Wow, that's crazy. I cannot believe it's been that long. Yeah. Um, so uh, structurally, uh, if, if I was somebody who, uh, let me tell you my problem with the mankind human revolution, and you can tell me if it has been addressed. The sure. thing that bothered me about human revolution is this idea of being somebody who had these, um, basically augmented superpowers and yet being really limited in how frequently I could use them. That felt really limiting to me having to rely on like consumables and stuff to, uh, use those powers that, that if I had to put a finger on it, that's what it was. And I know that's a silly thing, but is that, is that system handled any differently here? Uh, I think it's a little more flexible in, in how you get to use your powers. There's still an energy bar that doesn't completely recharge, Mm -hmm. uh, which I have in turn been frustrated by on occasion, but it's more likely to give you items you can use to refill it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can actually craft items to refill it. So that's helpful in that regard, where if you really want to go for broke using a bunch of abilities, like maybe you want to go invisible and do some takedowns and do some cool stuff, then you can uh, consume bio cells, I think they are, to, to mm-hmm. refill that bar. Um, but I scarcity is still a thing, especially early on. Early on, you need to be pretty careful about where you use your powers uh, and how you use your powers. How did you find that sort of shaped your your play style? Uh, it it made me play more methodically than I think I might have in some cases. It also made me pretty hesitant to go the invisibility route early, uh, which I think I did in Human Revolution, actually, uh, until much later, um, and play it more like a traditional stealth game where I just tried to stay out of view. Um but uh, the other thing, it, it does something else that helps open up those abilities to be used because one of the things that sort of prevented, I think, players from getting as much out of the augmented abilities as as they might want to is that there were a lot of missions in Deus Ex. It was a, a more mission-oriented game than, than Mankind Divided is. And a lot of those missions were very linear. Um, it was like a few different paths to the same end point. Mm-hmm. Um, and human revolution has a couple of missions, but it more takes place in a hub, uh, a Prague, which has like four or five neighborhoods that you go to that are fairly large and you do stuff in those areas that 
that feels mission-like but takes place within this sort of greater world without a lot of loading times and so it's a more organic space to play and experiment and see where you can get and where you can go uh speaking of that i have a question here from primo tweeting who said is it accurate to say that Mankind Divided feels more epic in scope, presumably, than Human Revolution? I enjoyed the idea of the first Adam Jensen globetrotting conspiracy, but I can't say how much of that was actual gameplay versus me being a sucker for the Deus Ex concept. One hallway full of bad guys kind of felt like any other, regardless of uh, the country the game set I'm in. Um, that was something that occurred to me. There's a, a neat sort of like 12 minute prologue video you can watch, which mm-hmm. I wish all games did this that recaps the events of the first game. And man, just seeing it all together like that reminded me of just like how sort of convoluted and sort of all over the place um, that story was. How does, uh, how does mankind divided stack up? So it's much bigger in scope of play, but in terms of scale, it feels a lot smaller to be totally honest, um, which is kind of a bummer because there's an implication, especially in the first half of the game that you're going to go all over the place that there's really key parts of this conspiracy unfolding just all over the world. And if only you could go to these places, maybe you could start to investigate it, but that just never really happens. Uh, I would estimate about 90% of the game takes place in Prague, uh, much more so than took place in Detroit in the last one. Uh, and so there's this real sense that it's a much smaller game uh, than Human Revolution is, to say nothing of the fact that it also ends much more abruptly than Human Revolution did. I have a question here about that from Andrew, uh, at, who says, do you feel the abrupt ending is a way to uh, move towards a game as a platform, sell DLC, or a mistake? In other words, if I buy the game, should I expect to shell out another $15, $30, $60 to get the full story? Quote, unquote. I it's it's hard to say because right now the way DLC works in the game is that it's accessed from a sub menu at the main menu as opposed to in the game proper. Uh, and it warns you when you're selecting that DLC that it could spoil stuff from the main plot. So that suggests to me that that is for side missions or that is for experiments, not to continue the main narrative. And so in that respect, the way that they've constructed the base game really puts a damper on their ability to continue the story logically from where it ends and from where you as a player have sort of leveled yourself up and the decisions that you've made and the consequences that have occurred by virtue of those decisions uh, have left the world. And so I, I don't think it was done this way so much to sell more stuff so much as it feels like it just really wasn't done. Uh, And the comparison, I don't remember if I make it in, in the review or not, because it's been about five days now, uh, is that it reminded me most of Halo 2 uh, in that sort of very abrupt brakes screeching, record scratching, wait, that's it sensibility uh, Mm -hmm. that overcame me when I got to the end because I couldn't believe it because there Uh, are so few things that are resolved. John actually asked in your review, when you mentioned the endings about how negatively did that impact your overall experience? I think it was my most, by far the most negative thing I came out of the game feeling. Um, I really enjoyed a lot of, of Mankind Divided, which is clear. I mean, I gave it an 8.5. Um, but for all the things it does right, like that that ending really put a damper on the way that I felt about it. And it, and it kind of sours the way I feel about it right now, which is too bad because... 
during the game, I, I really liked a lot of what it was doing. I liked a lot of the places that they took the systems in a way it felt as influenced by Bioware RPGs as it did uh, the Deus Ex series, as it did the the game that Human Revolution was was largely influenced by, which was a game called Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Um, and so it's such a good game, uh, such a good unfinished buggy piece of crap. Um, and so, yeah, the ending put a pretty big damper on how I felt about it. Uh, so let's, so let's, uh, just as a thought experiment here, let's, let's go to the clinic. Let's go to the Deus Ex clinic. And I tell you what my experience has been and what's sort of like frustrating me from the jump. And you tell me, help, help me to shape my play so that I can enjoy this game like a proper grown up. Uh, I'm, I'm in one of the very first missions where I have to get into a place where this uh, fella is being held at gunpoint and there's all kinds of guards. And so I can't get in the front door because there's guards blocking it unless I want to like just go loud. And that's certainly not how I'm playing. So I do this sneaky stuff where I like activate a platform and I climb up and I jump over some ceilings and I cross some scaffolding and uh, I open a window and there are still a bunch of fellas in there just waiting to shoot me up. Uh, I don't really have the drop on anybody. I just happen to be on the second floor now. And I've tried the encounter a few times and like I can kind of get through it, but in a way that feels very sloppy and haphazard. And that's something that always frustrates me with self games when I feel like I kind of fumbled my way through it and uh, in, always ends up frustrating me. Is that something you sort of like experienced and, and what am I doing wrong? So I, I think I played through that mission a couple of times. Um, that's like as soon as you get out of the sort of cinematic that they debuted at E3 a couple of years ago. Um, and I will say that there are are lots of vents and ducts in that building that you can use to get to places that you that you aren't yet. Uh, I think that it might behoove you to look at the stuff you have in your inventory, like if you have any smoke grenades. Uh, smoke grenades are a great way to lay down cover to do takedowns as opposed smoke grenades to are like potions though i gotta sit on them i gotta yeah, see, sit that's, on them and hold them up until the end of the game that's the I'd... thing is is that like in a game like this it's really easy to sit on that equipment forever and never use it and i it's been my experience over time as i played more and more of this stuff that it's good to just use that stuff sometimes because especially where you are uh you can't make any decisions about how you level your character up. You you haven't reached a point where you can make any sort of clear conclusions about how you want the game to play. So mm -hmm. if you've got equipment, you might as well use it because I think that that's sort of what that part of the game is trying to explain to you, like what you have and how you can use it. Is it possible this is Deus Ex way of telling me that I should be killing people? I, you know, I don't think that it is because I feel like more so than previous Deus Ex's, your capacity for violence is reflected in the way that the world responds to you uh, down to the point where there's a mission a little bit later on where you need to recover a thing uh, and it's guarded by police who you probably don't want to kill because that could cause some problems. Uh, and so the first time I did the mission, I went through and just knocked everybody out and got the the thing without anybody seeing me. And then when I got back, I got called on it because the, the police were apparently reporting that they were hit by an augmented terrorist attack because some augmented asshole came through and knocked every policeman within a three mile radius out. <laughs> uh, and so that really made me rethink the way that I was approaching things because all of a sudden it became 
a, th- a thing where I had to consider the way the world might respond to me and what that might mean. And that the where you are is not the last time you're going to have to deal with the dudes of tattoos. Like you're very early in the game and there are a lot of complicated social interactions that will happen over the course of that game. So, uh, see, I always feel know. like if I don't knock everybody out, then I'm going to miss some loot that's lying around scattered on the ground. I mean, people don't carry a ton of stuff. The thing that I would be worried about missing out on and sometimes felt like I, I lost out on was the pocket secretaries. I'm a big fan of the pocket secretaries, Justin. The I want to know passwords and whatever. Yeah. Whatever. And also just like emails. I just want to read people's emails. Sure. Like yeah. all day. Just There is an economy in the game where you can like collect whatever bits of detritus you have and sell them. And it is very uh, hard for me to overcome the urge to just pick up every loose piece of crap that I find and sell it for minimal amounts of money. Yeah. Play yeah. how my dad plays Oblivion. Yeah, and I and I was the same way until finally you just realized, God, my inventory space is not very big. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's again, that's just a game design thing. They want you to make choices. They want you to to have to decide how you're going to do a thing and and sort of stick to it. And and it's annoying at first, but eventually, I just I got accustomed to that system. And honestly, again, you're so early on in the game that anything you pick up is going to be largely meaningless unless it's a weapon that you really like. Uh, Jameson asks, there were a couple of infuriating difficulty spites in human revolution. Did they even it out this time around? I haven't really noticed any particular difficulty spikes. The game I didn't find to be especially hard. I did play a lot of trial and error because I played it like a stealth game which means that you'd save and try something. And when you it goes horrifically PC, wrong, I'm assuming. no, I played on a PS4 debug and Xbox one S retail. It's weird. The sort of half measure they have with saving, like you can save anywhere, but it's a little bit more cumbersome than you would want it to be like for the kind of game that this is. You know, I didn't, I didn't really experience that so much because the second you tell it to save, you can exit and it will continue to save in the background. You don't oh, have to wait for it to know. finish. Uh, oh, interesting however the load times on console are bananas they yeah, are that was the really other. long um i would guess about six or seven hours of my playtime was spent waiting for that game to load hachi um, machi yeah uh cheeky asks do you need to have played the previous games to enjoy this one i don't i don't think so because as you pointed out the the introduction gives a pretty good idea of what happened before um and honestly honest, it's not a good story like it's like it's very it's very deep and they certainly try but it's not something with a lot of like human connection that you're going to like feel the drama of the thing there's a lot of like switching of who the antagonist is or in any given moment and it's it's unclear for a lot of it uh who the good guys are and who the bad guys are even right, but, seeing the story condensed like that i was like okay so wait who do i hate like i just just tell me who i hate i feel like that was sort of the point though and that's always sort of been the point of deus ex is like who do you trust who's really where on the hierarchy of this conspiracy and and i i liked the story actually from human revolution as convoluted as it often got and as messily as it ended which is sort of a thing like if you played the last game there's a four and five chance that the ending choice you selected is not the one that they decided to make canon for this one Mm -hmm. uh so you know i i i think that you don't need to have played that one to get this one i think that the recap does a, a decent enough job and honestly 
the information from the last game that might help with this game is so underrealized and so underexplored that it doesn't matter very much, which is kind of a problem for this game, honestly, as a sequel, that it makes reference to things that happened before and suggests it's going to explore them and never really does. Um, wonderful, as in terms of like onboarding, wonderful sort of solution to the tutorial uh, issue as well. I thought that was super well handled. Yeah, I... It's interesting. the The first game, or the, I say the first game, everybody does this. Human Revolution was interesting in that it started you with a basic movement tutorial in combat, and eventually gave you augs that you had to experiment with. Whereas this gives you like the Super Metroid style all upgrade available to you, like just be like this augmented badass in a combat zone, and then sort of makes you learn other stuff. Yeah, um, in the moment to moment, it's really cool. You can activate the tutorial uh, uh, and then play through it, and it shows you sort of like a wireframe of like where to go and what to do to show you an example of how to get through an encounter. And then you actually do that encounter yourself, which yeah. is really neat. It's a really smart way of like actually implementing tutorial that's not in like a uh, not in a vacuum, and it's totally skippable too. Yeah, but and it's honestly laid out so well that you don't really need to if you don't want to, but it's definitely there for people that that want that experience, that that need that onboarding. And I and it's very friendly in that way. I think the only misleading thing about it is that it gives you it gives the impression by doing that tutorial, it gives you the impression that like there is any one right way to approach a scenario. And I think that that's something that I tend to get hung up on in games like this. Yeah, that makes sense. I that, That's fair. I, I think that it's interesting in that the game, clearly the developers had a mission statement to make combat more functional, to make shooting better, because it is. Uh, but on the other hand, it's much more articulate in the sort of penalties and and world consequences of being that person, of doing those things. Do you think it would be functional as like a, I mean, could, could you play it and get everything out of it if you were playing more as more like a standard first person shooter? You know, I'm not sure. I guess it just depends. Like if you want to talk to everybody and, and make all these deals and establish all these relationships, then no, like it it won't be because people get mad when you shoot people. Uh, Classic people, man. Yeah. Just back off. Okay. Just don't be so prejudiced. Trust me. People who shoot people. (laughs) uh but as far as seeing everything i don't know i i I mean i don't think there's anything stopping you from hacking a keypad after everyone's dead that's yeah that's a good point uh that's that's a fine point unless they like were the only one that knew the password ah you can try to wake them up uh uh arthur thank you so much for for joining me to talk about human revolution um if you want to read arthur's review it's uh, right there on polygon.com for you. We got a lot of other uh, fun stuff too for you. We just had another review go up. Remind me, what was it? Another, oh, oh, Madden. Madden. Video Definitely game Madden. season is upon us. Yeah. And it's a good one this year. It's a good Madden. It's a good year for Madden. Mm, the Madden came in real nice, this vintage. Um, uh, there's a lot more stuff to do, so go check it out at polygon.com. If you get a second, go leave us a rating or review on iTunes, which sure appreciate it. But uh, until next time, we have a game to talk about. My name is Justin McElroy for Arthur Geese. Thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.